This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, July 1st. This is Savannah Edens with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. The FBI says ransomware attacks are increasing in Oregon and nationwide. FBI agents with the Bureau's Cyber Task Force in Oregon helped investigators identify three suspected Russian government hackers accused of compromising the computer network of a company that runs a nuclear power plant in Kansas. The Portland-based FBI agents had expertise in the type of malicious software used to infect the operator of Wool Creek Nuclear Plant in Kansas. Their work with FBI agents in Anchorage, Alaska, and bureau headquarters in Virginia led to federal indictments in Kansas of three men with ties to Russia's Federal Security Service the principal security agency of Russia. The head of Oregon's FBI says this case is just one example of the growing ransomware threat to vital U.S. industries, private companies, and public agencies. Ransomware is malicious software that blocks access to a computer system or files until a ransom is paid. Ransomware complaints to the FBI increased by 82 percent from 2019 to 2021. Oregon's FBI cyber squad is one of the busiest units in the local FBI office, prompting its special agents to redouble the office's efforts to sound the alarm about the pervasive threats. All of the FBI's 56 field offices have a cyber task force. In the past year, in Oregon, healthcare companies and school districts have been significant targets, as well as more mom-and-pop shops and smaller businesses, such as Yoshida Foods and McMinimins. The FBI has noticed not only a significant increase in the number of ransomware variants, but also in the number of attacks and the amount of money demanded. Local leaders and family members of 9-11 victims are denouncing a Saudi Arabia-backed golf tournament in Pumpkin Ridge this weekend. When Forest Grove Mayor Peter Truax heard the new Saudi Arabia-backed LIV Golf Invitational Series was making its first U.S. stop in North Plains, He said the hair on the back of his neck stood up. On Thursday, the day the golf series kicked off at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club, he stood alongside other local elected officials and 11 family members who lost loved ones on 9-11 at a press conference near the course to denounce the tournament's ties to Saudi Arabia and its history of human rights violations. The golf series, which boasts stars like Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau, has drawn scrutiny from U.S. Senator Ron Wyden and others because it's funded by the Middle Eastern country's Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is affiliated with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and the country's government. Recently declassified U.S. intelligence reports have tied some 9-11 hijackers to Saudi nationals, which their government called coincidental. And the U.S. intelligence community has said the Crown Prince approved the 2018 operation that murdered journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who wrote columns for the Washington Post. One by one, family members of 9-11 victims who traveled to Oregon from other states shared stories of their loved ones at the press conference and accused the Saudi regime of engaging in, quote, sports washing, a way for the country to improve its reputation in the West by hosting a popular sporting event. They wore red and blue hats that read, 
9-11 justice. Through tears, the family said they want the golfers to acknowledge their financial relationship with the Saudi government and renounce their membership in LIB Golf. They praised the golfers who turned down paydays, including Tiger Woods, Scotty Scheffler, and Roy McIlroy. Those who have signed up for the golf tournament have received nine-figure bonuses, with Mickelson reportedly earning $200 million. The field of 48 players will compete as individuals and teams for a purse of $25 million. An unhoused Portlander who was repeatedly stabbed in Old Town Monday evening after he lost his tent in a city encampment clearing is now in a coma in critical condition at a local hospital. The man had been living in a tent near Blanchett House, which provides free meals and other services to homeless people, up until his possessions were taken following Mayor Ted Wheeler's order to conduct a mass sweep in Old Town in early May. After that, the man known to Blanchett workers only as Scotty slept on the sidewalk outside of Blanchett House without protection from the weather. The nonprofit staffers say more needs to be done to protect vulnerable individuals from violence. They wonder, had Scotty still had a tent, would the assailant have passed him by without notice? The attack on the Blanchett House client happened around 8.30 p.m. Monday. The man was last seen by Blanchett House staff sleeping under a tree right outside the organization's door. He was found stabbed by a resident of Blanchett House's transitional housing program who called 911. Security footage shows that a man ran up to Scotty and stabbed him a dozen times as he slept. No one at Blanchett House who viewed the video recognized the assailant. Mayor Wheeler touted the mass sweeps in Old Town as an unqualified success and announced earlier this month his plan to conduct similar large encampment removals elsewhere in the city. The city refused to make available someone who would speak on the record in response to the stabbing. Portland Police Chief Chuck Lavelle said during a June press conference that Old Town saw a 51% decrease in reported drug offenses, a 93% decrease in trespassing reports, and a 13% decrease in vandalism from March 22nd to May 20th, as compared to the prior 60-day period. He credited that decrease to the city's sweeps. City officials cited several murders of unhoused people in Old Town as one reason to increase the encampment removals in the neighborhood. Of the at least seven killings of homeless people this year, most have been in Old Town. Police and local homeless experts have repeatedly said that homeless individuals are often the victim of crimes, not the perpetrators. While businesses and housed residents in Old Town said during that press conference that they felt safer following the city's actions, some of the neighborhood's most vulnerable individuals still feel unsafe. Some noted that they are now less protected than before because they have lost tents and their communities of unhoused neighbors that made them feel protected. Calling all dashing dachshunds, the firecracker Wiener Nationals returned to Rockaway Beach this Independence Day after a two-year pandemic hiatus. The dogs, known for their long backs and little legs, of course, race in heats with four dogs at a time the top two in each heat advance. The short, roughly 20-yard course is a straight line across a community park. Usually, about 20 wiener dogs race during the event, though race might be too formal a word. The dogs are amateur competitors, so they often get distracted, turned around, or decide simply not to cross the finish line. The champion dog gets fame and glory, one organizer said, and the pup's owner gets a Wiener Nationals t-shirt. But the big winner is the Tillamook Animal Shelter, which receives proceeds from the event. Maria Nagy, president of the Tillamook County Shelter, estimated the event raises eight to $10,000 annually for the organization. 
All dogs are welcome to attend and participate in the trick competition and costume contest. There's an all-dog race for any breed, but only wieners can compete to be the Firecracker Grand Champion. The Wiener Nationals have been a Rockaway Beach holiday tradition since 2006, when a local woman who owned several dachshunds decided to race them for fun with friends. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.